Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for another opportunity this evening He has given us as we trust God to help us to pray. This evening we are believing God that He will help us. He will steer our hearts by His word for us to pray. Let's open our Bible quickly to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians 1, verses 9 through 11. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray that as we look into your word, you will stay our hearts to pray. You will lead us to pray. Lord, we pray like the hymn writer. Let barrenness receive thy vitalizing power. Let every barren life receive the power for fruitfulness. Today, Lord, by the instrument of your word and by your spirit, the spirit behind your word, let it bring the fertilizing power even to every barren life this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Philippians 1, verses 9 through 11. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment that you may approve what is excellent and be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ, sorry, Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Amen. This evening we'll be considering a topic, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. And we'll be looking at these verses as we look at other scriptures. And the first thing I want us to take note of as we will be praying is that the issue before us this evening from our text is a prayer issue. Did you note that in verse 9? If you look at verse 9, it started by saying what? And it is what? My prayer. This evening, we trust the Lord that what he will bring to us will send us to the place of prayer. He will give us a prayer point. It will, we trust the Lord that the word he will bring to us this evening will push us, send us back to him. So first, the first thing I noted this evening that we will look at is the issue of being filled as our context is from our texts is first an issue that we see as a prayer point. The author here was starting and he said here that his prayer for those who are in Christ, he mentioned some prayer points and he started by saying that they may abound in love and the abundance in love should be in increasing measure. As that is very important, a prayer point that might not be our interest this evening. And in having an abundance of love, 
the issue of knowledge and discernment was raised. But verse 11, which is our focus this evening, is that in addition to all of this, is a prayer that we be filled this evening. I'm trusting God that he will help us to set that as a prayer concern. To make that a desire of our hearts. You know, prayer is actually agreeing with God on matters. Is one perspective to prayer I want us to consider this evening. Can we agree with God that this, my life, will be one that you can point at as being filled with the fruit of righteousness? So this evening, as we will be considering the word of God, let's bear in mind that what we are considering is something that should lead us to pray. And I believe, God, that prayer is not best talked about. It's best prayed. So we believe, God, that this evening... Where we pray. I'm believing God that we'll have space that we will push this issue God is raising with us this evening further in the place of prayer. But another thing that I am seeing here concerning the righteousness, you know, if you look at that verse 11, it says, Fill with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. You know, the thoughts that came to mind, and I want us to consider it this evening, why we will also need to pray, is that it seemed to me as if there is a righteousness. There is a kind of righteousness that does not come through Christ. If you read your Bible very well, you even hear Paul say it. Not that kind. We will look at some of those scriptures. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 64 that our righteousness is but like filthy rags. It is not that kind. And peradventure, as we talked about righteousness, that comes to mind. Our text quickly says it is the kind that comes through Jesus Christ. We will look at this issue of being fruitful, bearing this fruit of righteousness. But it is good for us to establish, as I thought through this, topic, some issues that came to mind, and one of which is this righteousness that comes through Jesus. And as I thought of this, I share with us some three thoughts that came to mind. The first thought that came to my mind is the fact that we did not become sinners because we sinned. The Bible says, because one man sinned, all men became sinners. So, the issue of becoming a sinner in the sight of God is not even because of the sin you have committed. It is because man fell in the garden of Eden, and because of that, all men in the sight of God have become sinners. So if we are able to swallow this truth that our being sinners is not even first because we commit sin. That is to say that even if you do not see yourself to be committing sin, so long as you are still under the nature of the fallen man in the sight of God and by God's standard, you are what? 
sinner. If that is settled in our hearts, I see also that the issue of righteousness is not first about what we will be doing that will show first that we are righteous. What do we mean here? What we are saying here is if being sinners is because of the fall of man, there is a kind of righteousness that comes to us, not first by what we have done. It is by what Christ has done. And that was why Paul was raising these issues. If we look further in Philippians, this same Philippians 3 verse 9, let somebody help us to read Philippians 3 9. Be found in him not having my own righteousness. Which is of the law. Which is of the law. But that which is through faith. Through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Thank you. You see, Apostle Paul there is saying something. That there is a kind of righteousness that is of my own. And that kind of righteousness is earned by what? By the law. So, we are seeing very quickly this evening that there is a possibility of a man earning righteousness, but this kind is by the law. But what we are talking about here is in the same line with what makes all men sinners. And Paul said, the kind he wants is the one that comes through faith. So the issue of the righteousness we are talking about this evening is one that God imputes on us by virtue of our faith in Jesus Christ. Bible talking about Abraham. The Bible said, Abraham believed God. And what was it counted unto him? The Bible says it was counted unto him as righteousness. Now, so if we understand this in this perspective, I sense what God is bringing to us this evening that we will be praying over is, can there be a, a display, an expression of life that is bringing out from the fact that I have put my faith in Christ Jesus? Can the way you live be attributed to the faith you have in Christ Jesus? Because Paul said here that the righteousness that comes through faith in Christ. What God is presenting before us this evening that we'll be considering to pray over is a check on our lives to see whether the way we live, what your neighbor your roommate, your, your spouse can best describe you as, does this spring out of the fact that you have now put your faith in Christ? This evening, what is the source of the fruit your life is bearing? What God is bringing to us this evening is the fact that for us who have put our faith in Christ, God expects that there should be expressions, 
There should be fruit that we show for the fact that our faith is in Christ. And this fruit should not be but few. The Bible says it should be many. So our life should be full of it. So I began to check my life. That's why as we prayed, I said, Lord, may barrenness rejoice. Like the hymn writer said, Spirit divine attend our prayers. And one of the stanza will say, May barrenness rejoice by the attendance of the fertilizing power. By the attendance of the Spirit to that life to bring power to be fruitful. This evening, as we pray, I want you to ask yourself, how abundant is this fruit? In this context, what do we mean? What is fruit? Just in passing, because this evening we have come to pray, is a life, the way we live our lives, our character, is one expression of fruit. That the prayer of this author here is addressing is, does your, the character of your life, the character that describes you, does it show forth the fact that you have a faith and a living one at that in Christ? The way you live, the way you do your things, can we link it to your faith in Christ? Godly character is one way we can describe fruit when scripture talks about fruit. Fruit can be in another world or in other contexts. Service. Is our life abounding in a service that springs from our faith in Christ Jesus? Fruit in other contexts could mean being able to draw others to this same kingdom. So when we talk about fruitfulness, we can look at it in the context of godly character. We can look at it in the context of service. We can also look at it in the context of Evangelism, winning souls in these three contexts. Check and ask yourself this evening. As we get to the place of prayer to pray, how fruitful is your life? The fruit of righteousness can manifest and should manifest in our lives in these folds. In the display of godly character. In our service both in the household of God and the universal church. Are you committed to praying for the church? Are you committed to service in one unit or the other? It seems to me as if for anyone that has put his faith in Christ, something should happen to you that will not allow you. You will, but you will, need, you will have to be active in a place of service. And again, the third perspective is fruitfulness in reaching out to others. This evening, as I looked at this, I discovered that this is what God expects from us as we wait for His return. Amen. It is what God expects from us as we await his return. In our texts, in other versions, 
I saw there that this expectation, this prayer, is a prayer made for us as we wait for the Lord. As we expect the return of the Lord, God expects that we agree with Him that this, our lives, will be one filled with these fruits. Romans 3.21 also shows us in the context of this kind of righteousness, what God expects, so that we agree that it is also in that same light. We'll look at Romans and Galatians and we'll get to pray. Trusting God that in some few minutes from now, we'll begin to present our lives to God. Romans 3.21, what does it say? But now the righteousness of God has been manifest apart from the law, although the law and the prophet bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all who believe. For there is no distinction. Just to buttress the issue of righteousness springing forth, not first as a result of the fact that we begin to do some acts of righteousness, but first by the fact that we key in by putting faith in Christ. And I see it this way, that the expression that shows that we have truly and genuinely put our faith in Christ is this fruit. And it should be in increasing measure. Because it's the fruit that tells us the kind of tree it is. But the tree does not become that kind of tree when it starts bearing the fruits. The tree originally, and by nature, is that tree. But what will help us to identify it, inasmuch as there are some other futures, or the fruit will tell us better. So the fruit will tell us the nature of that tree. It is not the fruit that makes the nature. It is the fruit that tells the nature. So it is not by first our acts. It should be an expression of what we have become. Galatians 2.21 Paul pushing this matter further in Galatians 2 verse 21 having said that we should be in Christ no longer him but let's see what he said in verse 21 can somebody help us read Galatians 2.21 Amen If there is something we will first do that will make us righteous. Then the death of Christ, the Bible says what? Is in vain. So what we are considering this evening, the issue of this righteousness, if it's first about what we can do, not what the faith we have put in Christ will cause us or cause our lives to bear, then the death of Christ will have been what? In vain. As we get to pray, I brought up these verses so that it will further press for, uh, push this issue we are, we are considering this evening. But as we pray, we will look at Romans 8. Romans 8. We will take verse 1 to 7, but our focus is in verse 4. This evening we have come to pray.
And I'm trusting God that all the scriptures that God is bringing to us this evening will prepare our hearts. As I ponder on these verses, what came to my mind first is, Lord, help the barrenness of my life. How can I be around somebody for so long or this long and there is no change unto salvation? Lord, help the barrenness of my life. That became my prayer as I consider this. Help me that my life will be full of this fruit. Help those areas where I am barren. Save me from this barrenness. Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, wickedness of the flesh, could not do by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemns sin in the flesh. Verse 4. Look at verse 4 now. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled where? In us. In order that what the law could not achieve, Christ's coming could, be a, could bring it to pass. To pass. I take it further. Who walk not... Okay, let me take verse 4 again. In order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set your mind on the things of the flesh. Bible says it is what? It is death. But to set our minds on the things of the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh, for the carnal mind is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. This evening, I see this strongly connected to our minds. How is your mindset? How is that due to you in your mind? Is it after the flesh? Is your pursuit after the flesh or after the spirit? Is your, your mindset driven by the spirit or by the desires, pursuit of the flesh? It is in setting our minds after the spirit that we yet allow for the expression of the righteousness that we earn by our faith in Christ. This evening, we'll begin to pray now. I want us to check our lives. How fruitful are you? Fruitfulness we talk about here is as how does your life show that you are a Christian? As we wait for the coming of the Lord, God wants us to be prepared people in that our lives are full of the fruit of righteousness. 
our lives express godly character. Our life displays willingness, zeal for the Lord's house to serve, to be available for service. And our lives draw others to God's kingdom. For me, as I looked at this, I saw the barrenness of my life and I began to pray to God. I don't know what you see about your life. I don't know what is registering on your heart this evening. But I think it is good and it's important. As we want to be prepared people to know that our preparedness is in the fact that we live a life that shows we have put our faith in Christ. Can we speak to the Father this evening? Can we talk to God this evening about the fruit of godly character? Does the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you see things, does it reflect the fact that you have put your faith in Christ? Can somebody turn to God and say, Lord, there is something wrong with my value system. This evening, if there is one who is praying like that, I think this word has come to that person. Is your heart canal? We read in Romans that carnality of the mind is one reason why our lives are not filled with these fruits. This evening, will somebody say, Lord, do something to my heart. This evening, can you present your heart to God? There is a kind of heart that God will not despise when he comes. The psalmist says, a broken and a contrite heart. God will not despise. There is a kind of heart that God does not despise. This evening, can you turn to God and say, Lord, I have a carnal heart. What you do to deal with men's heart and they become spiritual? Lord, can you help my heart in that regard? Help me in that direction. Help my heart in that direction. Can somebody pray about his, his life in, in, the, in, the, in the way he lives? The character your life displays. Does it show that you have a faith in Christ? Or there is a distinction between your life in church and when you got, get to your workplace? What God is saying to us is a prepared people are those whose life springs from the faith they have put in Christ by the righteousness that is imputed upon you by that. Can you pray to the Lord? Pray to the Lord this evening. We have come to pray. Can you say, Lord, help my life? Lord, help my life. The way, the character I am known with does not show I have faith in you. So it's not a fruit of righteousness. This kind of righteousness. Oh Lord, help me. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my, in my, in my, in my heart. Lord, I want to talk like Jesus. Those days, we had handbands. What will Jesus do? WWJD. If what he will do in a situation is not what Jesus will do, then maybe that your action is a fruit, but not out of righteousness. Boy, prepared people are those whose acts are springing forth 
from their, their faith in Christ, it springs from our righteousness. It's a fruit. Lord, find me one that will do what Jesus will have done in any circumstance I find myself. Lord, help my life. Lord, I want to be like Jesus. I see how you are preparing me and your expectation for this preparation. That it is a fruit of godly character. Lord, will you send help unto us, unto godly character, living godly lives. Can you pray for God to help you to live a godly life? Can you ask the Lord to help you this evening? For some of us here, it seems to me as if the help God is sending to you is that you will need to put your faith in Christ. It is possible tonight that what you have that you call righteousness is like what Paul was saying. The righteousness that comes by law. But we are seeing that what makes you a sinner is not about the sins you have been committing. It is because of the nature that is in you. The nature of sin. And tonight, you want to end this righteousness. Paul said it is through faith in Christ. Maybe you are here tonight and you have not put your faith in Christ. That could be the help God is sending you tonight. Can you say, Lord, I put my faith in you. I put my faith in you. Can you ask the Lord to help you? Pray to God this evening. Pray to God this evening. For some of us, it is that we need to put our faith in Christ. So that it will be accounted unto us as righteousness. So that the righteousness that comes through faith will be imputed upon you. By faith in Christ. Tonight, if you are one, I think the first help God will give to you is inviting you to put your faith in Christ. Can you ask the Lord, tonight, my faith looks up to thee. The hymn writer says, my faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Can somebody say, Lord, my faith looks up to thee. My faith is in you. What I had thought was righteousness is truly not righteousness. Lord, tonight, I put my faith in you. I put my faith in you. I put my faith in you. In the other perspective of fruitfulness, how committed are you to service in the vineyard of God. Could it be that you are lacking fruit in that area? And tonight you are saying, Lord, help my life. A prepared people are zealous for good work. The service in God's vineyard, the faith they are put in Christ drives them to serve the Lord. Are you here and you are not committed in any activity wing? Could it be that in that area you are barren and you are saying, Lord, by your spirit, let that my barrenness receive a power to bear fruit. You are not serious. It doesn't even bother you that you are not committed. It is a sign of fruitlessness. You don't belong to any unit and it doesn't bother you. Tonight we are seeing it that is barrenness. And a prepared people are men and women that are committed to activity units. And tonight God is saying, in preparing for his coming, is that he expects out of your life 
that you will be busy about for him. You will occupy till he comes. As the Lord was bringing to us on Sunday. For the night cometh. When opportunity to serve like this will be closed. When your heart will no longer be interested in these services. But you are yet young and your heart is not desirous of it. Could it be a sign of barrenness? That God is saying, I want to help you over. That God tonight is addressing. Can you receive God's help tonight? I say, Lord, it bothers me now. That I'm not committed in any unit. Deliver me from this barrenness. Service in the vineyard. Can we ask the Lord to help us? You miss your activity unit. It doesn't bother you. A whole year rolls by. You do not render any service. It doesn't bother you. Oh, for us, when we first gave our life to Christ, we were looking for souls. We were looking for areas to serve. We are seeking for where we will serve the Lord. And we learned a song that says, I will serve my Jesus. Now that I am young, I will serve my Jesus now that I am strong. And that was our song as we were growing up. We began to sing, I will serve my Jesus now that I am young. I will serve my Jesus now that I am strong. That was our song. Does it bother you that you are busy about every other thing but for service in the vineyard of God? It's not that you are a lazy person. Actually, we know you are not lazy. But you are only lazy in the, in the service of God. It is a sign of barrenness. Lord, we want our lives to be filled with fruits of service unto you. That wells out of our faith in Christ. Could it be that we are busy about so many things in the vineyard? But it's not springing out of our faith in Christ. Maybe that is another one. Can we pray to God to help our lives? That is the preparedness God seeks from us. Occupying till He comes. Doing business as he, His coming draws near. And lastly, as we looked at in fruitfulness is the fruitfulness of drawing others to his kingdom. Could it be that we are barren in that area and God is sending us help tonight? So far, have you preached to somebody, even as this year is, that he may be, be saved? God is saying, if not, he expects that our preparedness should bring us to a state of being full of the zeal and the desire for the lost, that they may be saved. Tonight, can you say, Lord, burden my heart for the lost, burden my heart for souls. It is another fruit of righteousness in another perspective that God desires that our lives be filled of, filled with. Our lives should be filled with this fruit. Can you pray to God that He will burden your heart for souls? You will have God's value for souls. You will not look at them because of their position or because of their stubbornness and say, they are not serious. 
Why Jesus we say they are harassed and they need help. For you, you see them as not serious. Jesus sees them as people that are harassed. Lord, do something to our hearts. Prepare our heart. Give me that kind of heart that longs for souls. Lord, help us tonight. For eventually you are here and your prayer is you are putting your faith in Christ that he will impute righteousness on you. I love that we pray together as we round off. Are you here tonight? And all the while you had thought righteousness could be what you could earn by works of the law. But you are realizing now that it's just by faith in Christ Jesus. And you desire to put your faith in Christ. This is one, an opportunity you have. Can you tell the Lord this evening and say, Lord, I put my faith in you. And as you do that, just indicate with a raise of hand. If tonight you are saying, I want you to impute, God bless you, my brother. Unto me, the righteousness that comes through faith. Can you say, Lord, I put my faith in you. Raise your hand. And as you raise your hand, stand to your feet as you say, Lord, I put my faith in you. Impute unto me this righteousness. If you have raised your hands, just simply tell him, I want my faith in you to impute on me righteousness. I denounce my sin. This evening, can you say, Lord Jesus? My brother that is standing, can you talk to the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, I need this righteousness of yours that comes by faith. This evening, I put my faith in you. Impute on me your righteousness. Deliver me from being a sinner. From today, let the righteousness of Christ be seen in my life. And let it bear fruit and manifest every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word that you have brought to us this evening and how you have helped us. We pray there, Father, that every barren life after now we will receive a testimony that of good character we are bound in these fruits. Service in your vineyard that springs out of faith in Christ. Our lives manifest always and in every area. Lord, our hearts will long for souls all the days of our lives. Thank you, Father. Lord, we pray that this word will not stand against us, but it will send us into motion. Blessed be your name, Father. For your son that has come to you, Lord, let this righteousness drive every area of his life. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus Christ's name we pray.